encouragement for difficult days. All people endure hardship and distress at some point during their lives. Men receive hardships as a cause for failure or, or self-pity. Christians' hardships in life should be a time of faith building as we receive the outpouring of God's magnificent grace. We're receiving grace in those times when we're going through hardships and trials and troubles. And if you don't feel like you have enough and you don't feel like you're strong enough, begin to call out upon the Lord for more grace because he's got enough grace to get you through. He paid a high price for you to get through the trials and tribulations that you go through in your life. First Peter verses, uh, chapter 5, verse 6, I'm going to start there. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in at the proper time, casting all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Be of sober spirit, be on the alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour, but resist him. Firm in your faith, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being accomplished by your brethren who are in the world. After you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself perfect, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. Verse 11, to him be dominion and forever and ever. Amen. So life is filled with difficulties and the struggles of life are real. The struggles are really real. How we respond to the struggles of life is exceedingly important though. There are at least two ways that we can respond to the struggles. We can give in wherein we are defeated by the ruler of this world, or we can turn to God in faith, wherein we enjoy the victory won by Jesus Christ on Calvary, on the, on the cross at Calvary, and according to the blood that he shed at Calvary. So we can be defeated by the enemy, or we can receive, and it, exactly it says, it Turn to God in faith. So it's not telling us that we're going to have a lot of feeling there. It's not talking about feeling at all, but it's talking about turning to God in faith, wherein we enjoy the victory won by Jesus Christ on Calvary. So there our faith and our, our, our hope and our trust come into play. When we're not feeling so great, when we're going through a struggle, when times are difficult for us, and, and we all have those times. No one is exempt from those. The first epistle of Peter is written as a source of encouragement to the many Christians who were being persecuted after the resurrection and the ascension of Jesus. Persecution became a way of life for many of the early Christians, first from the Jews and then more widespread as the Roman imp emperors began to be jealous of the rapidly spreading Christian faith. But moreover, as Peter was writing the epistle to the church, the Neuronic persecutions were about to begin. 
So the struggle of life is real for all humanity. Everyone is engaged in struggle. This world is filled with pitfalls, temptations, and strife. Jesus encourages the believer when he declares, In the world you have tribulation, but take courage. I have overcome the world. And I'm reading that out of John 16, verse 33. Knowing that Jesus overcame the world is a source of encouragement to us because it is through Christ's victory over death, hell, and the grave that we also have hope for a better future. Paul reminds us as well, our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but it's against rulers, it's against powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. So we're fighting an unseen war. We can't always see what we're fighting against, but we are people who walk by faith and not by sight. And um, our warfare is mostly spent on our knees. And that scripture, that was Ephesians 6, verse 12. So the ruler of this dark age has aligned his forces against the people of God, against you, against me, and all who believe in Jesus by faith. Our struggle is real. And we can see it everywhere. Watch the news. Read the paper. Uh, talk to your next-door neighbor. We're, we are, are, are assaulted by violence, corruption, uh, deception, people being evil towards other people. This is an, an excellent reminder that sin is universal. And this should also remind us that God's grace abounds. The God of all grace is our Heavenly Father. How can we enjoy the blessings of God's grace in our lives with everything seemingly the way it is? But today's scripture encourages us to do six different things in the midst of the struggles of life. First of all, we must humble ourselves, scripture, scripture reveals, but he, God, gives a greater grace. I, I, in the last message I just give, gave, I spoke about that, that if you don't feel like you have enough grace, when you pray, ask God for more, because he said you, that you would have the sufficiency, there would be sufficient grace for you to get through any trial you would ever walk through. You will have more than enough. In James 4 and 6, God is opposed to the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. So humble yourself before the Lord and ask him about the amount of grace you need for the trial and the trouble and the difficulties that you're going through right now. We can learn to be humble, and we must if we desire to experience God's magnificent grace in our life. Cast our anxiety onto Jesus. That would be another step that God gave us to do. Cast our anxiety onto Jesus. Too many people try to carry the burdens of life around with them. Like a, a pack filled with necessities. And the burdens of life, our anxieties only weigh us down. So we need to learn to seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness. As it says in Matthew 6.33. And all the necessities of life will be added to you or to me. Be, 
The next was to be sober of spirit. That is, be steady, be balanced, keep control over your emotions, your emotions, your thoughts, and your feelings. Learn to be reasonable in your approach to life. But the Bible cautions us to be on the alert. And this means we are to be vigilant always. The Christian must be alert to recognize and, and avoid giving into temptation. Our enemy is looking to compromise Christians in every way. Resist the devil. James says always encourages the Christians. Submit therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. James 4 and 7. That is a bland blanket statement. Submit, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. Be firm in your faith. Christians must stand fast in their faith and not waver or be double-minded. When we learn to do these six things, there are then six things that God does as well. God calls us into relationship with him through Jesus Christ. God perfects us through sanctification. God confirms us with the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. God strengthens us through fellowship with other believers. God establishes us by his word and God cares for us through his son Jesus. So if you're enduring tribulation and difficulties in life today, know that Jesus is the way by which you can overcome the struggles of life and enjoy a relationship with the God of all grace. Let's just pray for a moment here. Gracious God, there are many today who are broken in spirit and need your tender loving care. Father God, we're aware of that. Many going through trials, tribulations, and troubles that are just seems so very difficult, but not too difficult for you, Father God. So we just seek you today. We pray, Father God, that you will send your labors to them so that they will know Jesus. If they don't know you, God, that they will know you and the power of your resurrection. For your glory, almighty God, through Jesus we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.